All right, here we go. Rants with Justin and Joe. Joe. 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 Now, some breaking news. Hour three, part three of this, the longest rants of all time. Like I said, we will answer the questions. So when people go back on Facebook pages and complain about us for the next week and a half, please note that at least we answered all the questions. Um, Can so, I just say, I, I, I'm willing to, to give it another hour. Yep. I assume if we go fast, Ron, uh, that we will be done in an hour. Uh, I've been I've been really good. I've only said one or two words. I've I've bypassed many questions. I've had to bite my tongue. I've been good. The opening word for hour three is our. Our H O U R. Ron, I would acknowledge that you're getting better. Are you? Kudos to everyone that stuck along for for the third hour of this. We still have more people on the third hour than we've ever had in rant. So people like this topic. Aren't you speaking for all BCBAs right now? No, we're not speaking for all BCBAs right now. Uh, do you think we should treat the premise that ABA is abuse as a big lie, that ABA is abuse as a big lie and fight it like we should have fought the premise that Trump won? It's, it's definitional and it's a matter of semantics, okay? It, it's, if people, if people are saying on its face, ABA is inherently abusive, that's bullshit, sorry, that, and it needs to be called bullshit. Now people can point to implementations of something that was done in the name of ABA um, that they consider to be abusive, all right? That is a very different thing. Next, uh, why is the sensory approach pushed so much even by ABA practitioners here in Alberta, Canada? Why stims are not only tolerated, but almost celebrated as a badge of membership? People aren't following the science. And that's reflective of our, our society, the culture that we live in. We live in a culture that's not really embracing science as, as a way to understanding the truth. I, again, I don't know what the answer is, um, but we're going to keep trying. We're going to keep pushing. I think sensory integration, the name has some curb appeal. And I think that's, I think that's powerful. Um, and it doesn't take much. It's not long. It's a, an hour a week or so. It doesn't cost a lot. I think those are some of the things, as John said, they're just not following the science. All right, next. I would say not reporting your colleagues to the BACB for trying to listen to autistic adults' trauma is a good place to start with change and model empathetic behavior. I'm a parent and a BCBA. I hope to continue to learn and always improve practices by listening to autistics impacted by ABA and speaking up. I don't understand your lack of openness to listen to all folks. I'll address this personally. Uh, I do not talk about uh, who or who I've not reported. I don't believe that's right to have private conversations via social media or via podcasts, although clearly some people do. 
I want to say that when people talk about experiences that they had with ethical reporting, it's often misleading and acting like that reporting of people is because that they were not because they were just trying to listen to autistic adults. I think it's been uh, misinformation kind of cycle has been fed on that. And that's probably not the reason why people would have or would have not reported because as um, most people say that, yeah, we do want to listen to the voices of everyone, but there's other issues. So for that person, I would really look at and think about why people are presenting the, why they got reported in a certain way. Um, this one, I mean, it's a kind of got to your question, but okay. Uh, how much trauma training do you all have collectively have? Just wondering, as if you aren't very fluent in it and you can't understand how forced compliance could cause trauma. The, I don't think anyone was advocating for forced compliance. The, I don't remember those words ever being used. I don't either. I think this person's just trying to get you on questions. So we'll move on. Would you suggest reading books by autistics before parents of autistics? I mean, why not read both simultaneously? Does it have to be either or or a first, second? Um, I think you can glean knowledge from lots of different areas. So why not access both? Ron, you're muted. You can have the phone. I, I, think, I think we've said throughout, we want to listen to all voices. I mean, just the key is all. And again, listening to parents and adults with autism and children with autism and listening to those that have had good experiences and horrible experience. I think we need to listen to everything. Okay, next. There seems to be some that believe by some that in this audience that there's no such thing as good ABA. Can you be a BCBA and hold this position? So can you be a BCBA and hold a position that there's, no, that there's such a thing as I don't know. really get that. That that doesn't make sense to me. Uh, it, it's like you um, study and you get the training and you meet all the requirements and you establish yourself as a, a certified pr practitioner and then you disavow it. That I, I, I don't, I just simply, that mystifies me. I mean, I guess maybe if you get your BCBA and then decide that there's no such thing as good ABA and then let your credential lapse after that, maybe. Um, but I agree. I, it doesn't make sense to be able to hold both of those simultaneously. It seemed like it's not consistent with a worldview, but we have issues with people, BCBAs, and if they're truly behavior analysts. But that's a talk for another time. Um, I'll take this one, uh, gentlemen. There's widespread uh, support for listening for, to autistic voices, whether they've directly experienced ABA or not, and whether they're in support of ABA or not. We agree. Do you think attempting to shut down these experiences by making threats and ethical reports is appropriate or excluding important uh, viewpoints that add to the philosophical doubt of our science? Once again, I'm unaware of any uh, one who is reporting ethical violations because they're against listening to autistic voices. I assume ethical violations occur for other reasons. I also want to say, and I think this will come up in our fourth or fifth episode of Rants with two leading experts in ethics, uh, Dr. Mary Jane Weiss and Dr. Tom Zane, that uh, the reporting process by the BACB is a process and it's not a threat when you try to seek resolution, nor is it a threat when you have to report. It's just a process that you're mandated to do as a BCBA. 
And it's a shame that social media right now, um, social media right now um, is, a, people on social media are saying that's threatening or bullying or getting their livelihood. That's not what it is. Um, um, okay, question went away. Um, as a parent professional, I participate in parent support groups throughout the country and address parents' objections to me and urge them if they haven't had a positive experience to seek out another AB agency. And I offer some suggestions. Parents are looking to parents who have had success with their ADA, ASD kids for advice and other effective interventions. I agree with this comment. We did a, uh, uh, a workshop, I guess that's what it is, a conference um, where we had a whole parent panel on and they gave their experience and then uh, open questions uh, from an audience member like this. And I think it's very informative and inspiring. I encourage people to see it and Joe will include the link. Next, the fact you all can't understand why that, why that alone is so problematic is a problem. You don't need to have friends. How do you, how do you determine quality of life? We've never said being alone is a problem that there are people who make the choice to be solitary. And we know that we're, we're all different and we all fall somewhere at different points along a continuum of gregariousness versus um, introversion. And we're not making any judgments about that. We just, we just think it's a shame if a child ends up being forced into isolation because along the way they never learned uh, social skills to be able to how to interpret the behavior of other people or the communication skills or they never discovered the joy of certain kinds of activities could bring to them we just don't want that to happen i may have slight a slightly different spin um if someone states and prefers to be alone i just want to find, figure out why that is is that really their choice? Is that something that, why they made that choice? Are there the other variable factors that are affecting that choice? And that's what I want to look at. All right, next. Is there evidence that ABA does not contribute to suicide rates? Can you say that, Justin, again? Is there evidence that ABA does not contribute to suicide rates? Uh, that sounds like a double negative. So let me try to understand that. Is there evidence that ABA can actually lead people to commit suicide? Is that what the question is asking? I, I it, it says, is there evidence that ABA does not contribute to suicide rates? Given this poster, and I assume it's a similar two or three people posting the same kind of questions. Um, I, I think they're asking, does ABA, like, do you have any proof that ABA does not lead to suicide? That, that's an impossible question to answer. Yeah. And an impossible research question to answer. Next. Oh, like teaching kids if they're cool or uncool. Just want you to know that the procedure is cool versus not cool, a trademark procedure. So um, just clarification there. Is well, that- oh, Go ahead. Is that how we make uh, their lives more meaningful? So I, I think this is a common misconception of that procedure. Uh, and, and we published on this and there's, there's an article that just got accepted to behavior analysis and practice that makes this point even more explicit that those terms were used because in that verbal community for those participants, those words were already being used. 
So there was a thought that if we use those words, it's more likely to generalize to the context in which they're going to use these skills. Those aren't the terms that should be used in every verbal community or for every participant. You need to, and we say that you need to individualize and you need to use terms that are going to be specific uh, and useful for whoever you're working with, whatever the client is. Uh, I think Hanley suggested like what, wicked or, or I, I don't know, subs. I don't even know that that terminology on the East Coast, um, but use what's going to be beneficial for your clients. Nothing says that those you have to use the words cool or not cool when you're implementing that procedure. Maybe we should call them bad. Next, next question. This person has a lot of anonymous. Is there evidence that ABA does not contribute to anxiety and depression rates? I think there's a long term outcome study recently that showed that there's no psychiatric uh, disorder that occurs 10 years after intervention for for children who received EIBI. Uh, Joe can post that too. And but John, I do want to, and I John, do wanna... John, I think your McCacken at all 93 study looked at that kind of stuff too, did it not? As one of the criterion to move? Uh, looked at what? Like if you had any, dis if you had any diagnosis other than autism, you would have moved in the criterion from? We, well, we, we gave a, a broad scale personality inventory and it did not pick up anything. Yep. Uh, on it. So there's two empirical studies. Ron? Just a comment. I'm sure, again, we don't know. It's it's a hard one to research totally, but I'm sure there are people people that have had ABA that do have anxiety and depression as a result. Um, I've certainly seen, you know, clients come up from bad ABA programs where it appears that way. So I, it's not out of the question whatsoever. I, I think we ought, clearly need to work with anxiety. Um, and stress and coping skills. I think we need to understand the respondent component of behavior and deal with it. But I'm sure there's bad ABA does result in bad things. Okay, next is ABA sure to include social validity in terms of neurodivergent and neurotypical social environments? John, you're muted. Can you say that again? Is ABA sure to include social validity in terms of neurodivergent and neurotypical so, uh, social environments? I'm sorry, I don't understand the question. I think they're wanting social validity measures in neurotypical environments and whatnot. Yes, we should be taking, we need to do better on social validity. I think our research group has led the charge on that recently when we published an article in the European Journal of Applied Behavior Analysis saying that we need to do a better job on social validity. So yes, we need to improve that measure. Joe, did you want to add anything? Nope, just was going to give the shout out to, to Julia. Julia Ferguson, the lead on that study. Um, what advice does the panel have for newly certified behavior analysts who are navigating the era of extensive uh, contentious social media postings? I'll give some advice. Don't go on social media. I'll second that. Yeah, well, and I think it, for any newly certified analyst, regardless of, of their, if they're navigating social media or not, should continue to seek training opportunities and expand their repertoires. Uh, I think Bob Ross isn't here anymore, but he tells a story about, you know, congratulations on achieving minimal competency. Um, that's, it's not an end, it's a start. Um, so continue to get that education and continue to learn about behavior analysis and related fields um, and expand your repertoires. I need to take back, I, I, that's too blanket to say don't go on social media. 
what I would recommend is stay away from social media where people flame and gaslight. But there are, there are forums where there is constructive dialogue happening. Um, probably most of them are moderated. Yep. All right, next. My son responds to social reinforcers, the BCBA, and so-called BT, uh, who could barely speak English revert to using food and, and especially STEM toy reinforcers. We can't really comment on experiences. Uh, it's part of our code. Next, can you share any quick reads, fact sheets, descriptions that you've come across that would help other people, families and staff understand better what ABA is and what is not? Trying to have a quick go to when they approach by this person who clearly doesn't understand the science of ABA and already has inaccurate understanding. Thanks for doing this. Well, I think the autism SIG put together the, uh, what is it, parent guidelines, not, uh, I forget the name of it, um, but uh, there's one for consumers and one for parents or, um, and they put together something in much more parent friendly language that could be used. But I think someone else suggested that we work on a fact sheet that might be or one sheet that might be useful. And I think that that could be helpful to distribute as well. That will happen probably within the next year, you'll see that. How do you kindly and thought next question? How do you kind? Uh, how do you kindly and thoughtfully respond to the assertion that behavior analysis are interfering with the parent-child relationship by making those positive interactions contingent upon appropriate behavior? I think it's, I think it's a natural thing that occurs in parenting and it happens without even people having formal knowledge or training in behavior analysis. It's a natural thing. Reinforcement occurs naturally. As a behavior analyst, what can we do to lessen, lessen the misinterpretation and understandings on social media for our families? I think show them good ABA. Yeah, and, ha and have conversations around it as well. You know, if, if someone's reaching out asking questions, that's, a, that's an opportunity to educate and, and learn and teach and um, take advantage of that. So if you have someone that's, that's coming to you asking about some things that are on social media, then start the discussion. Some of us who have hosted these discussions are participating in this podcast and be happy to have a public conversation with you all about why we choose to do this. We're always open to talk. You can feel free to email us and we will set up any kind of discussion or format in a neutral site that anyone sees fit. Would you say including parents in the process, e.g. parent training, sitting in sessions, et cetera, could help them see the positive results of ABA? We so, would hope that that's happening routinely. Absolutely agree that, that, and the, that there would be positive benefits from that. Okay. Justin knows, and please make sure to include that I said essentially, I don't know what that's referring to. The post is there because someone screenshots and shared it. The person who screenshot and shared it was worried about um, inconsistent rules and what they were doing within Facebook groups. Uh, next, Sigafoos and, oh, go ahead, Ron. I've got a question. I, that, that past question, I'm not understanding what that means. 
I assume because I'm not very Facebook Don't savvy. Worry. Don't worry about it. Does that mean that the person that posted that there the excuse is because it wasn't supposed to be seen from up by other people? I'm not sure if that's what that means. I'm not sure. It, are people complaining about Ron's PowerPoint that he showed today that had screenshots in it? People have been complaining and I'm sure what happens is that they will go on complaining for the next two weeks. Joe and I will be working on emails to do it and they'll go on public Facebook groups and private Facebook groups and have discussions about it um, nonstop. But I can only, we can only speculate because they're not having a discussion with us. But I, I speculate perhaps they, you know, they feel that their, um, their privacy was, wasn't protected, that they said some things that they shouldn't have said, and that's sort of their standing behind that. Which to me, obviously, I think that if you say it, you got to be accountable for it and be careful. Whatever you say can always potentially be, you know, shared. Don't say it. Let's, con let's continue. Uh, Sigafoos and O'Reilly have done some great preference assessment studies on which of which version of AAC learners prefer. Guess what? It's individualized. Uh, the person that posted that could email us and we will share that information as well. Mode of learning, sensory needs, stims, or self-regulating. So much misinformation pushed even by BCBAs. I think at this point, all we can say that it's purported to be self-regulating. Um, and I think this is something that, that needs to be investigated. Uh, one of the big areas of contention here is it's about STEM. And we hear adults who are stating that they find STEM to be soothing to them. And um, I'm not going to dispute that claim, but I would like to suggest the possibility that even if you do get some soothing benefit from it, there might be other ways that a person could achieve maybe even a better degree of soothing and self-regulation. And, and there, those, there might be ways such as relaxation, uh, for example, that don't have as many negative side effects to them. I'm just suggesting that people should be open to considering that possibility and look at the evidence to see what does the evidence say to us about that. Um, not just a write-up, but get permission from parents and autistics to show before and after videos, impact statements from parents and family and autistics and the benefits of ABA. Great point, love it. I have so much respect that the panelists here for staying true to the science. I wish I had the same spoons to repose to the outrageous posts on social media and some questions here. Your efforts are seen. Thank you. Should not BCBAs at any level not be required to do hands-on work? Yes, we think we've been a long proponent that everything should be performance-based and hands-on work is important. Yes, my supervisor always told me behavior analysis is 50% science and 50% art. And those who can have those balances are the best clinicians. Yep, I remember, I remember talking to Jim Sherman, uh, who was one of the pioneers in our field and asking him what's different today versus when he was in the 60s and 70s. And he said the exact same thing. It's 50% science, 50% art. And today it's more science than the art. I, I remember, John, you gave a talk 
um, at an ABA conference, I forget how many millions of years ago, it was probably at least 30 years, you talk about be, being an artist, that ABA was about being artistic. Um, and it was pretty controversial at the time, um, but it was a wonderful talk and I talked about that and then, you know. Well, I have to acknowledge Richard Fox for, uh, he's the first person that I heard openly at, talk right. about. Artistry. And I was, I was just say then Fox wrote an article really after your talk. I'm sure you heard him well before the talk, but it's an article everybody should read off behavioral artistry and the components of it. And then the 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 recent article by Calhoun and Fox about it. it I think it's a really important concept and something that we need training in. What is the goal of this podcast in addressing social media issues? How do you think this specific podcast will work? to change the behavior of those in social media. Do you think it will fuel the divide between some of the members of this panel and some of the members of the audience or help build a relationship that will benefit the field as a whole? I mean, I guess time time will tell, um, but I think part of the, the purpose of this is some people are unaware um, that these things are happening on social media. Like some people just aren't on social media and there's a lot of behavior analysts that aren't and they aren't aware of some of the, the things that are being said about the field or individuals within the field. So I think some of it's awareness um, and also uh, uh, to provide an opportunity for people to ask the panelists questions about how you might respond to specific situations that you might encounter on social media. I also want to invite anyone that has a problem with what I said, wants to talk about it, contact me, go to our website, and I'd love to talk to you, whether it needs to be anonymously or in person, you know, through Zoom, I, I welcome any discussion. I'd like to um, have a little help in the resolution of it. It starts in the home. Kids learn to bully from their parents, and their parents often condone this behavior, right? Um, that's exactly what the podcast said, Justin. You all knew nothing about the agency and had no issues acting like APF was superior. That is an example of misinformation. No, not is calling it out. I believe in the podcast. Once again, the, the guest talked about his or her experience, his experience, sorry, about other agencies and our agencies. And we talked about what we do and we're very proud of our work and the results we've seen both empirically and clinically. And Joe can put out some of that reference to some of those works, um, however we get that. Please uh, spend, send danger, uh, papers on dangerous STEM use of sensory therapy via email. We will send uh, the research on STEM. We are quite aware of it at this point and uh, sensory therapy as well. Have you encountered an autistic with destructive OCD STEM behaviors which gradually uh, persistently escalating to SIBs. Stims are not soothing, are not soothing avoiding. I'll say that the research has shown that stims can go lead into SIB and aggression, and Joe will cite that and provide that link as well. And stims are not so soothing or avoiding is a question. Uh, we also see lots of examples of where ch children gravitate toward certain kinds of sensory activities that we can we can see clearly are, are detrimental to them it's it, it maybe they're seeking it because they like it and maybe there's a history there of at times it has been soothing but we see them continue to pursue it in situations where it clearly is not soothing to them 
And I think it's analogous to kids eating junk food, right? It, it tastes good. They like it. It's a preference they have. In some level, it makes them feel good, but it might not be healthy for them. Just so the audience knows, we're closing this out pretty soon. Um, next question. Rye parenting is focused on agents on agency and independence. The, par the parents learn from the child. The question though is, are you aware of this and shouldn't we learn about these types of preferences and values so we can better serve our clients? I guess I wanna say we absolutely need to pay attention to the children and their preferences. Absolutely, whether they're six months old or you know, 66 year olds, we should always be paying attention to that. I don't think anyone should advocate we don't look at preferences. That doesn't necessarily mean we always go with preferences. So I, I think we need to be careful and good listeners and address that. And that should be part of the input we take. But then we have to analyze that. This is not a black and white. I think people are making this like it's a black and white. It's not. I'm open to learning about something new that has something to offer to parenting or to the work we do with uh, children with autism. I'm open to it, but you need to know I'm going to be very skeptical about it. I'm going to be critically analyzing it, and I'm going to be looking for evidence to support whatever it is that is being advocated. Next one. We have 12 more. Do you think we can do it? We can do it. Do you think that behavior analysts supporting non-behavior analytic pra practices and methods on social media is a reflection of possibly influenced by the supervision they received during the supervisory period, product of their supervision? Yes, I think we're all products of our behavior history and we adapt with that history. Do you have, next question, do you have any concerns regarding the way that specific, this specific conversation will be interpreted and heard by the autistic community? Listen, my rule of thumb has always been, whatever I say, I assume anyone's, everyone's gonna to listen to it. And so whether adults with, with autism are listening to it or 60 Minutes is listening to it, or you know, my fiercest you know, foes are listening, I'm okay with what I say. I just need to, you know, recognize that. There's nothing I've said that I would be concerned with that adult, the autistic community is listening to. And I welcome talking to folks in, the, in that community that have problems with it and let's talk about it. I also want to say this conversation is based upon the questions. This is not like a typical rants uh, where we're going back and forth and there's limited questions and, uh, um, where there's limited questions and there's a lot of conversations. We've pretty much gone through it at this point, 102 questions. And so anything we respond to is based on these questions. And so I hope it's whatever we say is put in the correct context, but seeing social media for the last seven months, I'm assuming some of it will be taken out of context. Tone policing is defined as a conversational tactic that dismisses the idea of being communicated when they are perceived to be delivered in a frustrated, sad, fearful, otherwise emotionally charged manner. I, didn't, I do not currently perceive you, I don't know which one of us, as being sad, fearful, or frustrated. Do you feel that way? If so, we'd love to hear your feelings as you model vulnerability. I have to tell you, I'm pretty sad when I see parents calling me directly 
and I see colleagues of my saying it directly, that parents are not getting services because of what's saying. It's pretty sad. I find it pretty frustrating when people are spinning uh, events to make themselves look uh, better on Facebook. I find it pretty annoying of when people are putting misinformation out there. And I find it terrifying that behavior analysts are the ones that are doing this more often than not. The sigh we can put um, Yeah, <laughs> that was a big sigh, wasn't it? Um, I, I don't know how to respond to that. Uh, you know, I, I'm frustrated being called conservative. Uh, that really is frustrating, irritating, terrifying. Um, I'm just want to, I want us to all help the field and anything that gets in that way of helping the field and helping children and, and parents is, is frustrating. And I think we need to work together to reduce that. Next uh, comment that people should really go directly to the source instead of online gossip. I agree. Next. Why are executive functions, low bosses ready, learn to learn uh, skills, sorry, uh, not seem to be considered by today's BCBAs? Why are EFs, executive functioning, not ID'd for development? I think there's lots of examples in the work that we do within behavior analysis where there's, termin there's terminology, there's conceptualizations that are parallel, but perhaps the vocabulary is different. Um, and I think a lot of the skill areas that uh, other disciplines refer to as executive function are well represented within the the skills that we target in, in our work with children with autism. Next. How do you best respond to ABA's abuse? Is there an article we can provide to families disproving this? In this panel discuss, show them good ABA, you need to get them in the door first. I think we're working on many endeavors to show them uh, quality ABA and that all ABA is not abuse. Well, and I think it's it. Oh, go ahead, Ron. No, no, I'll wait my turn. <laughs> I was going to say, I think it's important to note that what might help with one family or work with one family might not work with another. Um, so even though we might be able to put together like a one sheet or a cheat sheet or something like that, that has some facts about what is ABA and what is not, um, that might not necessarily be universal or an effective tool for every family that you meet. So I think it's important to assess what's going on in the situation and use what's going to be most effective for that family or that person in that situation. We can say hi at the beginning. Hi, I guess my response is that, um, you know, the, I'm just going to take the very first um, sentence. Is ABA abusive? No. Can ABA be, can people practice it abusively? Yes. Um, and it's like, I'm going to use, you know, sort of like Joe's, Joe's example, the hammer example, you can use it a bit poorly or well. It, it depends. It would be like saying medicine is abusive because of some horrible doctors or throwing out all politicians because of Trump and, and Howley and Cruz. I mean, you just can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. ABA can be abusive. Next. 
if I see another behavior analyst post misinformation <laughs> online or talk poorly about other providers, what is my responsibility? I think it's if you're a BCBA or not. Um, I, I want to give you a warning that if you try to seek resolution, you will probably be called out for threatening or bullying or whatnot. If you think you have private conversations, those conversations will probably be posted. So do so at your own risk. Uh, but your responsibility is to try to seek resolution. If re resolution uh, fails, then you have a decision to make whether you report it or not. And it's really up to the BACB to determine if it's an ethical violation. They can determine something's not an ethical violation and still morally wrong and still can do harm. But every step of the process, just remember that in today's society, people like to talk about it and post about it and share confidential information. Um, that's cool. Uh, thank you for answering these tough questions in a public forum, staying honest and true to our science. It's our job. Can you share the Behavioral Artistry article? Joe will share a link to that. Yeah, and I apologize to everyone. I was trying to, I tried to post the references live in the chat box, but given the number of questions and trying to sort through, I haven't been able to keep up with that. So um, it, they will be with the show notes wherever you stream podcasts, or if you want to shoot me an email, uh, I can send them to you that way. Great podcast, keep up the good work, thank you. Develop good ABA practitioners, good teachers, good therapists, that's always our goal. Panel, thank you for leading our field, modeling appropriate conversations and navigating these tough conversations. I wish we were talking about something else. I wish we were talking about curriculum or, or uh, comprehensive intervention or even wine, but we felt it necessary because once again, it's our job, at least I feel it's our job to protect families from potential harm. But can, can, I, can I just say, to add to what you said, Justin, I think it's our passion and our job to educate folks in the field too. Yep. And the last question, and I'm allowing this very late since I said 3.39 was my cutoff, but it's 5.41 that this question got posted. So just reflect but, that you did let's take it. all questions. Do you have any interest? Are you in the works doing research on how social media negatively impacts quality ABA? Yes, we have interest and we're always looking at ways to improve our field. Well, and there's, there's already some of that research that's coming out that has looked at information on, on forums in the UK and how much of it is, is accurate and how much of it is inaccurate and who is posting more of the accurate and inaccurate information. So some of that research is already starting, but yeah, I, I definitely hope we, we can do some stuff on our end as well. Ron and John, I thank you guys so much for being on Rants with Justin and Joe. Uh, in two weeks, we will have Nick Liu, an autistic adult, talking about his experiences, getting his perspective in ABA. So with that, the closing word is baseball. Oh, well, oh, that's going to be confusing for people. What's the closing word? Baseball. Baseball. <laughs> Thanks to everybody who came out to listen today. Thanks everybody for staying on for three hours. And as Ron said, we are always welcome. We always welcome discussions. So you can feel free to call us or email us, and we'll have those discussions with you. Greatly appreciate the opportunity to talk to you guys. All right, that will do it from Rants with Justin and Joe.